Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sandspence Radio. Me brain hurts. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm, I almost said Tom. <laughs> I'm not Tom. I'm Joel Dusha. And today we're joined by special guest Jamal. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. a Sydney supporter, right? Very much so. In fact, you have a tattoo of the Sydney logo on your hand, which is far more commitment than both me and Sean have shown <laughs> before, so we really need to up our game, I feel. I will get a Brisbane tattoo when they win the premiership next year. That's huge. And it like, is huge. Sh- honestly, if you had been like, yeah, I have like a like a Brisbane tattoo on your like upper arm or a place I hadn't seen, I wouldn't be too shocked. Mm. Well, no, I don't, I don't have any tattoos. Yeah. It's a good first one. Was that your first tattoo, Gemma? It was my first one. Mm. Yeah. Turned 18, got it, you know, commitment. Would you get another one if they win a premiership? They've won two, uh, one, <laughs> one premiership <laughs> since I got it, so. Shit. Dusha, would you get an Essendon one if they win? Yeah, see, Essendon are prone to do things that you regret tattoos of them for, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get a, like, one that just, like, just lean into it. <laughs> Essence supplement saga tattoo. Whatever it takes. I guess that leads to the most important question, Gemma, and how good Sydney? Better than people give them credit for. Mm. Are you? Do you comp like <laughs> next season? Where do you think they'll finish? Uh probably close to the top four. Oh. Close to. But people are underestimating their list a lot. You think so? Very Close to so. the top four being like top six. Are we just saying that a fancy way of saying top eight? Between four and six, probably. <laughs> That's a fancy way of saying top sneaking eight. into the eight. <laughs> <laughs> Tenth. <laughs> How was well, the draw? Sydney uh, tend to make the finals, don't they? This is true. Yeah. You- when was the last time they missed? 2009. Jeez, that's a good run. Before that was 2003. Oh. They're a team that are famous for not bottoming out ever. Because yeah. they're fucking good. Yeah. Teams like Carlton need to look at this and be like, all right. Well, Teams like Carlton it. need to not get Mick Malthouse involved. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite um, theory is that 
he was a sleeper agent for Collingwood. <laughs> so many people think that. Yeah. Ge- like, genuinely, they think that. I hope one day it comes out that that's true. That would just be the greatest <laughs> thing ever. On his deathbed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Admits it. Well, yeah, there's, like, two things that I wish Milk Malthouse would come out and say. Like, press conference, announced the press conference. He's like, all right, first of all, I just need to address two key things. Yeah. One... I was a sleeper agent. <laughs> I was sent to Carlton to destroy them. I yep. achieved my goal. Second of all, the rumors are true. I am a big cunt. <laughs> well, then, I, I think he called him Milk Malthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking right. milking money from clubs. It's <laughs> not that good of a coach. No. Well, look, he, when Collingwood moved him on, he probably was just about the best coach in the game at that time. Why'd they move him on then? Because they freaked out. Was because he though? North Well, I mean, there were like Ruse would have actively been coaching at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There were coaches obviously that were good, but his team had come off winning the premiership and then made the grand final. Against Geelong, yeah. And lost it and then he was moved on. They literally moved him on because North Melbourne were going to offer Buckley the coaching job that Brad Scott got, I'm pretty sure. And Eddie McGuire freaked out and thought, we're going to lose bucks. We're going to lose bucks. So they, like, rushed it and it didn't work out for a long time. And yeah. this year it well, came good. Well, did it come good? Because uh, technically. How good does not winning the premiership feel? It came <sighs> a lot closer than Essendon did. Yeah, but, like, we didn't come close enough for it to, like, hurt. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, yeah, we missed the eight. That sucks. We missed the eight the year before as well. I'm just <laughs> glad no one got banned for taking drugs. <laughs> but fuck, the bar is low. <laughs> There's going to be a war on Collingwood next year. Fuck. I can't. I still. It's begun early. Still cannot believe the goal. Oh, yeah. Tom's not here. You might have noticed. Well, actually, you probably did notice, listeners, because no one was yelling fucking stupid things into a microphone. <laughs> Somewhere out there, he's fucking. Who, I don't even know where he is. I just no got a message does. being like, yeah, sorry, I can't record. I was like, that's fine. We'll get some better guests in. <laughs> probably back up. Probably popped into that sexy land in Geelong. <laughs> He's buried in dildos right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, fuck off, Tom. <laughs> It'd be nice to have some intelligent conversation for once, which is a brave statement off the back I of know. he's probably buried in dildos. <laughs> but anyway, here we are. We've asked our friend Gemma to join us. We're friends now. It's we good. are. We are friends. You are a host of another football podcast. I am. Which you might as well plug now because I, for some reason I've brought it up now, not at the end of the episode where it would make sense. <laughs> Well, I talk about football a lot, so I figured why not have a podcast for it. So I, it's called Play On, and I do it with my brother, and he talks about Melbourne, and I talk about Sydney. Perfect. And we're going to have you on today to talk more about Sydney, but also to talk something that Sydney, are, well, you would have a lot of experience in because you've made a lot of them. We want to talk about Grand Final Day and <laughs> the perfect way to plan it. And again, Tom, probably not the best person to have in for this because they're not going to make another flag for about 15 fucking years. <laughs> Is that because the window is... Oh, fuck. It's slammed shut. It's <laughs> bolted locked. I'll tell you, all we're missing out on from not having Tom here today is his probable suggestion for grand final entertainment. It would be Warwick Kappa. He'd be like, yeah, probably just get Warwick Kappa to come on and try and sell the ground wine. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll yell, Kappa, we'll look at him. He'll wink yeah. at us. And then he'll probably lift up one leg. Slam it on the table, lift up his trousers, and be wearing Warwick Kappa socks. Something that has uh, happened before. I don't know why Warwick Kappa socks exist. If you're going to have Sydney socks. Which I own. Do you own the Warwick Kappa ones, though? No, but I own Sydney ones. Yeah, you don't like, know, but Sydney socks is fine, but yeah. is that what the Warwick Kappa socks were? No, Sydney they're ones? like a Sydney Legends, I think. 
That's embarrassing. If you're going to have, like, why wouldn't you have Lockett or Franklin or Paul Kelly or, you know what I mean? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Why would you buy them, Thomas? <laughs> you probably got them for free. Yeah, be wood. Stingy bastard. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> um, Gemma, how did you come about picking Sydney? Uh, well, most of my family goes to Melbourne yeah. and always has. Strong start. <laughs> and- did you TC on your family? No, and when I was like four- You looked your mum and your dad in the eye and you were like- Well, dad's Hawthorne, but the rest of my family's Hawthorne. Well. Mum, dad, especially dad, <laughs> this is very important. <laughs> Fuck you. I barrack for Sydney. The short answer is Paul Kelly is a reason I go for Sydney. Great, good choice. He's amazing. And then it's worked out well for me compared to everyone else recently. Well, your dad, I mean, had three years that were pretty solid yeah, for him. my team are not assholes. Yeah. Your dad has to wait- that? He kind of doesn't know much about football. Uh, okay, good. That's them. probably the only reason to barrack for Hawthorne. That's why mum mm. and dad are like, what happened to you? Why <laughs> are you like this? That's the majority of Hawthorne supporters, isn't it? Yeah. Bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Paul Kelly's the reason. He's the chief architect behind the, the pig at full forward, isn't he? Isn't that <laughs> what we uncovered? Well, yeah, that's, that's why I was laughing at that. Yeah, he's a great dude. I love Paul Kelly. Up in Wagga. He's one of Sydney's best ever. I have his... Uh, a jersey signed by him up in my house. Yeah. My name on it. It's great. Was he captain of the team of the century? Potentially. I feel like he would have been. It's a great question. I mean, like, I wouldn't know who was captain of the Essendon team of the century. It's a weird Ooh. question to ask. Yeah. It's very specific. <laughs> you 100% know the Brisbane one. Oh, actually, it'd be Michael Voss, surely. I don't think they would have one. Yeah, they haven't they existed have for a century. Yeah. Nah. It would just be the 2001 team. Voss would be captain of, like, Team of the century. Yeah. Just general. Oh, yeah. Just general. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Best captain in the last- captain, (laughs) you know. Best captain of the last 100 years. I wouldn't even dispute that. (laughs) Bias aside. Name me a better captain than Michael Voss. Clearly, Taylor Walker is a better captain. Oh. Winning, winning, winning all those awards. <laughs> disgusted to hear them in the same. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The sarcasm is strong. Yeah. The worst part is like don't have a name, like a reasonable suggestion off the top of my head. Oh, there's been good captains like Adam um, Goods. Sorry, Adam Goods is clearly better than Mike. How Ross. long was he captain for though? Like six or seven years. Sydney was a bit wishy washy though, where they had he, joint they, captains and this and, and that. One premierships. Hang on, how many positions did Voss play in as captain? Adam, yeah, one. Yeah, Adam how many- Goods is like the purest utility you'll ever see. Yeah, but when you're good at something, you just do it. Yeah, he was good at something all over the ground. And I would say record though, games holder. Yeah, but Brisbane didn't need Michael Voss to play anywhere else because they had champions everywhere. Are you really going to fight with me over this? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I will fight you on the fact that Michael Voss is a better captain than Goods. His, history will back me up. Three-time premiership captain. Goods is an absolute champion of the game. I still would put Voss as a better player. If we're talking best players of all time. No, sorry. Best players of the modern era. Voss Buddy is Franklin. number one. No, Buddy Franklin is number one. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Goods is better than Franklin. Goods would rank higher than Franklin. When, their career, when his career is over, I would say Franklin pips it, him. It really depends, it depends what on what happens in the next three or four years. Because Goods had... Like, Goods, Goods is, probably retired too early. Yeah, do you yes, want to know definitely. when he retired? On my birthday, when we got knocked out of finals. Oh, my God. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. On my birthday in 2019, Essendon is versing Brisbane Lions at the MCG. Oh, oh Brisbane's going to win that. <laughs> it's a grand final gonna, preview. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to invite you, Gemma, but you're not welcome now. <laughs> Sorry, to be on, regardless of the outcome of that game, it will be well and truly on. Mm. <laughs> but I think Goods Have is the been greatest evicted? Sydney player. Yeah, probably. In yeah. terms of everything, yes. Yeah. And because he's a one-club player. 
Didn't yep. TC. Didn't. Do you know who did Even though he wanted to early on. Oh, where do you want to go? Back to South Australia. He was super homesick. Ah. And he wasn't getting games. <laughs> were there offers? Like, were no, he just wanted up? to go back home. And his mum's yeah. like, no, nah, fuck yeah, stay there. <laughs> well, he made a good choice. Well, his mum made a good choice for him. Good on her. Yeah. Uh, wait, how many Brownlows does Vossie have? How many should he have or how many does he have? How many, no, no, how many does he have? Just the one. Just the one. I reckon yeah. Adam Goods has got more than that. I reckon he's at least got two. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. But, you know, we don't measure players by Brownlows. Shane Way Woden, my one. <laughs> you know. Poor Shane Way Woden's. <laughs> Do you reckon? Melbourne had a good year that year. Adam Cooney won a Brownlow. He was, you know? he's, he was, was good, but he wasn't was the best a, player that season. Who was better? I think Ablett from memory. Oh, I fucking hate Ablett. <laughs> <laughs> Why? He seems legitimately like a nice guy. No, he doesn't. Don't lie. Does he? Or. It maybe might just be his smile and bald head distracting me. You haven't had to listen to him that much though when you think about it because he's been yeah. hiding up in Gold Coast forever. Because he runs away from reporters. That's true. <laughs> With a shield of money. I don't like him. I don't like Gary Ablett. Mm. I think Geelong made a mistake. Just like Collingwood Bring made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Collingwood made a mistake for sure. <laughs> Fuck you, Dane Burn. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney. What's your favourite Sydney moment ever? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You have to pick one. So right uh, now I still have that Mitch Hannon goal in my head. <laughs> I love Mitch Hannon. Yeah. Uh, favorite Sydney moment? Probably the Adam Goods goal in the 2012 Grand Final. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Like very vividly happening at the time. I like jumped. I remember jumping when that happened. Did you go to the Grand Finals? I didn't that year. Yeah. I went in 2005, 2006. Oh, amazing. Good birthday presents. Yeah. One um, of them. The other one, we only lost by a point as well. So. You still, so you lost that one by a point. Do mm-hmm. you have fond memories of that day or is it just like this frustrating thing you want to forget? I can't remember how that game ended. It ben was, Cousins is how it ended. Well, I mean, technically you would have won that game because the That's entire a West Coast Premiership. Yeah, the entire West Coast team were on drugs for I that game. I was just game. like super Allegedly. appreciative. No, Ben Cousins came out and said he does not remember <laughs> that grand final because he was so cooked on coke. That's really bad. Yeah. yeah. And he's uh, not the only one either. Yeah. But I don't know. I find it uh, awesome that Sydney have had two kind of big rivalries in recent memory yeah. in terms of consecutive grand finals or close to consecutive grand finals yeah. with a lot of really close games in between. So I think that for me is like pretty awesome. The love of the game triumphs the loss, like the hurt of the defeat. Yeah. So I was having this conversation with my brother is that people get upset if their team doesn't win the flag, it's a wasted season. And I'm very much of the opposite opinion because I'll pick out all the other moments throughout the season that were great and I'll rewatch games and do all that. And if your team won the flag, then awesome, that's more to watch. But, like, you can always find positives in things. Mm. So there's something for the Collingwood uh, supporters out there. doesn't matter that your team lost in a very disappointing defeat. There's always the moments of the season, not so much next year because your team overperformed, but, hey, silver linings. There's always hope. Yeah. Unless you barrack for Geelong. Yeah. Ooh. Sorry, Tom. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what I wanted to talk about, well, what we all wanted to talk about this week is, so Gemma, you are obviously a big Swan supporter, so you've experienced a lot of grand finals where your team has been involved. Yes. And I'm sure those grand final moments have also been tarred by horrific halftime performances. <laughs> so for any overseas listeners that are listening to this or people that aren't super familiar with the way the grand final works, there is halftime entertainment similar to the Super Bowl, except no, actually it, it was was it you, halftime? It used to be halftime. Now it's years not. where they did halftime. It's before now, yeah. But yeah. it's pregame. It's pregame now and yeah. afterwards. 
That's the thing they brought in, yeah. They brought yeah. in like the after party. But yeah, basically what happens is the AFL, imagine the Super Bowl, cut the budget down by about 100 times, pick the most ill-fitting musician that's available, put them in a stadium that is not designed to host concerts, don't pay any attention to how they sound, and then be like, and go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, even like very capable bands have sucked shit at for lack of a better word, <laughs> at the grand final. And uh, Sean, you've printed off a list of people that have performed. Because <laughs> uh, there's some absolute fucking standout selections here of just shit. Look, guys, it dates back to the 70s. Fuck. There is a very Australian flavour in the first whew, at least 10 or 15 years, probably. Yeah, so we can almost skip those. Uh, was it yeah, 19- I mean, we started with Barry Crocker. <laughs> um, who we got? Olivia Newton-John's been there several times. There's a few recurring people. Mike Brady comes back was, every there year. There was a stretch where he was like nearly every year, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. um, they fucked him the up. only songs of his that are noteworthy are probably purely football songs. Yeah. Um, well, there's one that's- Up there, Kazali? Yeah, that's the only one, isn't what it? What else has he got? That's all he played at the grand final. Doesn't he have other footy songs or is that it? Are you thinking of Holy Grail by Hunters and Collectors? I'm thinking of like other lyrics, but I think they're part of Up There Kazali. <laughs> Holy Grail by Hunters and Collectors gets rolled out every three or four years. Yeah. Because it's the fucking best. Like, well, it was, that was also like the theme song for AFL in general when- Yeah, it, when Channel 10 had it, yeah. for sure. Mm. That was just on every- Every time the telecast started, you'd hear Holy Grail. The best. Yeah. It was on the AFL games as well, back on the PS2 probably back oh, in those huge. days. Uh, I saw- uh, the lead singer of Hunters and Collectors play a solo set. It was a music festival I was at, and me and my friends had an agreement that- the moment that started, we would just try and take huge speckies off each other. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we did. I took the biggest one, caught a can of beer, landed on my back. It hurt. Uh, I'm pretty much a modern day Gary Moorcroft. <laughs> In 1987. Apparently it was huge though, just saying. If, if it fa- was Moorcroft-esque, it, it was it, huge. It, it, <laughs> Were you in space when you took that mark? The oxygen was thin. Mm. Moorcroft never... Never played as well ever again after no, that. He, no, like, he cooked he, his back, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. He went too high. <laughs> YouTube that mark because it's amazing. I think Bruce commentates it as well, and it's just like the greatest moment of his life. On the on the goal line. Oh, yeah. it's, it's on Brad Johnson, isn't it, as well? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Which makes it seem less impressive. It actually does when you think of oh, Brad Johnson, who's quite short. Whereas, but Gary Moorcroft whereas, is like he's short, tiny. Yeah. Whereas Isaac Heaney over Jesse Hogan, mm. one leap. Very impressive. What do you think about the mark, though? <laughs> it was great. He landed on his face, but it was great. <laughs> but my mind is going back to Moorcroft. Why was Brad Johnson in the back line? <laughs> <laughs> no, wasn't it the other way around? That no, no, it- surely. No, no, because Moorcroft took the mark and, and then, kicked like, a goal. Lined oh, up there the you go, yeah. Why was Brad Johnson playing full back? <laughs> How the? What? <laughs> Unless oh. maybe it wasn't full back. Like, Moorcroft wouldn't have been a full forward. I'm I'm assuming maybe they were running through the middle together and they just ended up yeah on the goal line yeah oh uh, it's like Still. a little bit further back than the goal line Brad Johnson get it's out like of there. just outside he the did goal kick square it, yeah? I think so because I remember from the video he gets up really gingerly he's, he's sore and Lloydy swoops in and goes you want to take the kick <laughs> I'm happy to take the kick <laughs> I'll Look. throw the grass up and everything it's all good <laughs> uh, 87 Daryl Summers oh Ooh. my god had like a purple suit. Yeah. Oh, was um, it eighty nine that was Angry Anderson with the Batmobile? Angry Anderson was <laughs> ninety one. 
91. Yeah, he wrote. This he, is probably the most famous one. Yeah, he drove out onto the ground in the Batmobile, I'm pretty sure. Angry Anderson's kind of the one when people talk about shitty grand final entertainment. He's Isn't Meatloaf the one the that guy. they talk about? Meatloaf is. He's the modern era. <laughs> Angry Anderson for like 20 years was, was the benchmark of awfulness, and then Meatloaf arrived. But before Meatloaf, Muhammad Ali. What? Was there in '98? Uh, he didn't sing or anything, but he did like a lap and was like high fiving, I think, and stuff like that. That's... That was like a big get for the AFL back then. That was yeah. huge. That was, um, geez, '98. That was Mark Seymour did Holy Grail. Yeah, well, that's yeah. huge. There's yeah, been some. Good. We've had like Tina Arena. It is very like it's been a lot of local acts. Yeah, it's human only nature. In the last, I reckon, ten years is when they started getting big international acts. Men at Work, Vanessa Amorossi. Oh my god! She's been there a couple times. Killing Heidi, <laughs> two thousand two was Killing Heidi. The Whitlams, Kate Sobrano. The Whitlams are awesome. The Human Tide. Who are they? Kate Sobrano, Scientologist. Is she? <laughs> yeah. So how good's footy hot scoop? And Mark Seymour again with Holy Grail. Well, yeah, fair enough. Oh, this is the one um, uh, that we discussed off mic earlier. Two thousand and three. Finalists from the first season of Australian <laughs> yeah. Idol. <laughs> I remember that because they all had the scarves on. Yeah, yeah. That's first seasons that would have been Shannon Noll, Guy, Guy Sebastian. Sebastian, and they they were the finalists. Yeah, they were the final two. Guy Sebastian did the following year as well. Oh, I don't know about that guy. Fucking settle. Shannon Noll is a better fit. Sure, he finished second, but like the ten tenors. Now, two thousand and five is an interesting one. Gemma, were you at that game? I was at that game. Sylvie Palladino. Okay. There, I, actually, there, this one really stands out in my memory. There was controversy because I think they wanted Delta Goodrum to sing the anthem. She couldn't do it. Yep. Might have been a health issue. Might have been a prior commitment. I can't remember what it was. So then they got Sylvie, um, yeah, Sylvie Palladino. She agreed to do it. was very honoured by it and everything. And then Delta Goodrum backflipped and went, actually, I'm free. <laughs> I'm happy to do it. And- they were going to give it back to her, and Sylvie cracked the shits. And basically, they ended up compromising. She ended up, um, Sylvie did the anthem, and Delta Goodrum sang uh, that Innocent song, Eyes I or Am something? Australian. Oh. Yeah. So they compromised, and um, yeah. No, Sylvie did a good job. That's I good. by that. Fucking piss off, Delta. <laughs> you can't just backflip. Dame Edna and Michael, that was a packed year. Dame Edna did a duet with Michael Bublé. You say packed like it's a good thing. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Kath and Kim sang with the Australian Girls Choir. What song did they sing? Does it say? It doesn't say. That would have been a train wreck. But like intentionally. Oh, the Whitlams were also there that year as well. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. What was- the Whitlams must have been like, what the fuck have we agreed to? <laughs> the following year was Brian Mannix, John Paul Young, Sean Kelly, Daryl Braithwaite, and Shane Howard. Jesus. And uh, what's his name was there um, singing up there, Kazali. Old mate Mike. Two thousand seven's weird. It was Natalie Bassingweight. Yeah, I remember that. And she was popular, I suppose. So Jet performed as well. Jet and Nat- Natalie Bassingweight. Two thousand seven. Fuck, they would have lost their mind. Mu- Wait. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand seven, because that would have been like, I gonna be my girl era. Jet. Yeah. That would have been. Nat Bass would have been, uh, what was that band she was in? Rogue Traders. That's it. They would have oh been, God. I don't know why they weren't there. Maybe that's <laughs> she, this is when she, she went solo. She, she left the Rogue tra- Traders at home. Like, Guys, don't need you today. You, Fol- made, you made a joke about Neighbours uh, cast being on it. You've named a few Neighbours cast members in uh, this so as well. Neighbours did the NRL one, I think. 
but, but then uh, when I was looking into it, so they made like they made fun of it. Natalie Bassing Sweet, but it was a- Guy Pierce, Kylie Minogue, and someone else famous. Who was on Neighbours? I can't think Jason of Jason Donovan. Oh, Possibly. my God. Probably. Is he a singer as well? Yeah. Oh, God. There um, you go. But Natalie Bassingthwaite's in Neighbours. Yeah, she was Neighbours. Yeah. Delta Grudem as well. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. It's, all, it's all happening. Oh, man. They need oh, to get a Hemsworth get up there. 2008 was Powderfinger. That was a good one. That makes sense. I'm not a big Powderfinger fan, but look. They're a good choice for a grand final, yeah. I think. <laughs> Following year was just Mark Seymour doing a Holy Grail again. Fuck yeah. Oh, no, they had Barnsey. Hey, Jimmy Barnes and John Farnham. Barnsy and Farnsy. <laughs> Fuck, what a year. Shit. 2010 is a black mark on the AFL because they brought in In Excess, who were one of the worst that we've ever seen on Grand well. Final Day. Uh, who fronted? Was that JD Fortune fronting but, him at yeah, that point? Yes, like, that was, he was him. the show winner? One? Yeah, he was yep. the winner of Rockstar In Excess. Mm-hmm. Not great. And then the, the replay was Lionel Richie, right? Which yes. I would argue one of the better ones they've ever had. I How? thought he was pretty good. How much money would they have spent on that? Oh, shitloads. Because he did the, the pre-match and he did a concert after as well. He must have been touring at the time, right? Like, yeah, just for bring sure. Him out There's special. no way you could have got him with a week to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> unless he was uh, here. Hey, Lionel, what are you up to? He's like, oh, not much. Just kick him back in America. Look, mate, get on a plane. <laughs> I think they would have just opened the checkbook. Because in excess was so bad that people would have been like, fucking hell, don't even bother See, anybody. See, that's the thing. Band was bad, game was good, and then the reverse happened. <laughs> yeah, right. you, can't, <laughs> you can never get it both ways. Um, <laughs> speaking of bad. 2011? 2011. Yep. The worst of all time. Wow. <laughs> Meatloaf. <laughs> Did a 12-minute medley of his greatest hits. Absolute garbage. <laughs> it was... Maybe the worst thing anyone's ever seen. The worst part is because it was a 12-minute medley. There was no breaks. He looked like None. he was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he was going to die. He would have known he was sounding garbage. There wasn't any time to fix the sound in between songs because there was no stop. Yeah. The only good thing to come out of it is that Meatloaf was trash-talking Demetrio afterwards <laughs> and saying that he hates him and bad bloke. And Meatloaf had his excuse that he didn't get to do a proper sound check or something like that. Part of me does sympathise with him a bit because we've the, heard sound the sound is garbage. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. You would really struggle to but, hear yourself. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. He said he couldn't hear his backup singers. Yeah. But that other people- That excuse actually just being yeah. bad. You've got to blame the AFL for getting him. Like, what did they think they were getting? They didn't do their research, I like clearly. to blame the AFL for everything. Yeah. So yeah. I'm on board with this. This was pre-Gill. This was Demetrio. <laughs> Demetrio was an asshole because oh, he yeah. didn't like Sydney. So I hate him. Yep. He's a big piece of shit. I'm glad we won the premiership that year just to... Just to spite him. Yeah. Because he hated the game style, didn't he? He came out publicly and said, no one's ever going to be successful with that game style. It's a blight on our game. Yeah. Cop that. What was the, the game prim- style? Sydney, sort of like Sydney's game style. You know? No. Yeah. Stoppages, tackles. Fuck. Favorite. A win's a win. Fuck up, Dimitri. Sorry, it made the Nick Davis thing happen. That's true. It made the Leo, Bark- Leo the Barry, Barry Mark, Mark happen. happen. And also probably inspired Ross Lyon to self-destruct his own career, which is good. Fuck. Hey, what if we take the Sydney style and just slow it down so much that the game becomes unbearable and my team never scores and I'm a big fuckhead? But also Hi, I'm Ross L- Hi, I'm Ross Lyon. <laughs> After the meatloaf debacle, the AFL were like, shit. Big How do we win back the trust of people? Yeah. So they went local. They went with Tim Rogers and Paul Kelly. And they were quite good. Yeah, it's they a good okay. option. They were dependable. Wait. They both like football. 
Yeah. Have the Living End played? I think they come a little bit later on. Because I was going to say, they seem like a perfect fit, but I reckon they've probably got them too late. Actually, the same year they had Tim Rogers and Kelly, they also had Marina Pryor doing the National Anthem. That's a solid choice. Yep. Dependable. And they had a band who were popular at the time, Temper Trap. Oh, yes. I said Birds of Tokyo before, but it was Temper Trap. Yeah. No, Birds of Tokyo were the following year, actually. Yeah. Along with some fresh faces, Mike Brody, (laughs) again, (laughs) and Holy Grail, again. (laughs) 2014, I'd actually forgotten that they got this guy. They got Ed Sheeran. I blacked that day out in my memory. Now, to me... That's also fairly early in his career. Ed Sheeran, oh, no, like, I think he... Oh, like, as in, like, he... It was, like, sort of, like... Just before they put a lot of popularity, faith. I guess. Oh, he would have probably just hit his peak the first time, though. I but, just like... don't really feel like Ed Sheeran, maybe more so now, but back then, he's not the guy to play at a venue that has 100,000 people. I feel like he does that all the time. But he does now, though. I feel like back then he was more like just it was like just acoustic stuff. It still is. Like he still is, but he still plays just him and a guitar. He doesn't strike like. I guess it's just because the MCG sound is so shit. He just for me, it's not a logical choice to have him. My issue with him is that I feel like none of them are logical choices. No, they never are. (laughs) My feeling is you need a musician that's going to inspire the masses, Sean. Someone's going to get people out of their seats. Is Ed Sheeran going to do that in 2014? Probably not. They decided to partner him up with someone who might do that. Who? Uh, very young, very hip, Tom Jones. <laughs> <laughs> who Fuck! Would have, he would have that. been about eighty. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, I was uh, reading about Tom Jones today, and I had forgotten this, but now I fucking remember it because it was this ad that played. Do you guys remember the NRL ad where they took, they got Tom Jones, they paid him a lot of money. And they took his What a Man song and changed it to What a Game. No. <laughs> you I remember this? do not know. No. All the NRL about. ads for a whole season were just What a Game, What a Game, What a Game, What a Mighty Fine Game. No. That no. rules. No, it's shit. <laughs> and they paid him so much. But anyway, the AFL. Yeah, the AFL also paid the Dropkick Murphys to make their theme for like four years. <laughs> really? What, what's, what Dropkick Murphy song did they use? They wrote one specifically for the for, AFL. I believe so. Or they paid them a fuck ton to change some lyrics in it. I didn't know they had more than one song. Oh, shipping up to uh, yeah. shipping down to Boston. Are we sure it wasn't that? Maybe it was, but there were definitely lyrics change, and there was like a live video of them in a studio doing it for the AFL. Because I remember hearing that song with AFL stuff. So they that must, have must be it. Lyrics and made it. But AFL. they actually recorded them in the Fox Studios or something. Jeez, the AFL. Too much money. Well. They've got money to spend. For the things that they want to spend money on. Mm. Scumbags. Feelings. So, yes, uh, Tom Jones, Mike Brady sang up there Kazali again. (laughs) And Olivia Newton-John was back. She's she's just been like a recurring one. The following year was Chris Isaac. um, Ali Goulding. Yeah, that was I don't remember her. Was she shit ass? It was not good, but I don't blame her. Yeah. She's a very good performer, typically. I think Chris wasn't. I think everyone's general consensus was that Chris Isaac was very good. Yeah, yeah. Mike Brady back again. I remember turning that game off halfway through it because <laughs> Hawthorne were winning. I couldn't bear it. Which Hawthorne was that? The Freo that was the, or the West, West Coast, Coast one. No, oh, it was a shit game. Dushy, you would have loved 2016 because we had Vance Joy, Ugh. Sting, <laughs> and the Living End. That maybe I remember int- them not being great though. But well, why? Why have three? Also, that is probably in 2016. Probably, if you had been like, "Hey, Joel, here's just three musical artists that you cannot stand currently," I'd be like, "Yeah, you've ticked all the boxes." Yeah, yeah, that's no good. Yeah, it feels like they got the living end about ten years too late. 
Living End, probably, like, Who's Gonna Save Us era would have been fine. So, like, early 2000s. Yeah, they just went on a tour recently. Yeah, they've just released a new album. Uh, 2017 was The Killers. And that was huge. Again, another band I'm not a fan of, but, like... But they were good. If I was, like, at a grand final, The Killers were playing, I'd be like, oh, yeah, sweet. That's a pretty good get. I feel like we remember them more for the post-game thing where Jack Jack Rewalt was, like... Fucking sung beautifully. (laughs) I love that he got got a little ahead of himself because he was absolutely, you can guarantee he was planning to sing again after this year's grand final, except they did not make it. <laughs> the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking would have got up there with- Black Eyed Peas. With Barnsey? Oh, Barnsey. Oh. Duet would like- <laughs> Actually, that probably would have been better. We're doing pretty good. I'm surprised like no one did get up. So yeah, 2018, we had Barnsey and the Black Eyed Peas. Strange combination. Yeah. Black as I- all of these are, really. <laughs> Except for that year they had John Farnham and Barnsey. Farnsey and, and Barnsey. <laughs> right. That would have been the year that dads were like, fucking everyone. Footy. How good's footy? <laughs> <laughs> Grand finals back on. <laughs> Fuck. Barnsey wasn't great this would, year. Yeah. Black Eyed Peas were just again it- on their phone during <laughs> during the performance but yeah when you're at the ground even when, like in years gone by when I've watched them on TV uh, you don't feel an atmosphere no. no because everyone's talking no one's paying attention yeah. anyway they they put their little mosh pit in there and- look i wouldn't have mind if we ended up in that i would have like probably cared regardless of who we were seeing yeah but like maybe next year depends who they get living in probably <laughs> Playing exclusively new songs. Get right in there, mate. Jump the Fuck. stage. Fuck. Get kicked <laughs> out. Miss the grand final. <laughs> Fuck. That would be the greatest footy moment in history. Man buys grand final tickets. Stage invades the living end in 2019. Gets evicted. Yeah. Blacklisted. Banned from all games. Uh, but yeah. No I mean, there's not many highlights in there, really. But do you know what the good news for us in that situation is? It's mm. going to be easy to fix. That's right. So, today Actually, we- I had a question, sorry. Yep. The AFLW Grand Finals. I didn't see any information for who did the, the pregame for that. You so, remember? I have feelings about this. Okay. Yes. Who'd they get? Well, Alex Leahy played the opener. Uh-huh. Perfect. Amazing yeah. choice. Yeah. All, the, all the players love her. They had Missy Higgins for the Grand Final this year. It rained, so she played inside to something else. But still, great Australian artist that yep. everyone loves. Yep. Why the fuck can't the men do it? I wonder if, and this- Look, this is not in the defense of AFL. Those are two very good choices, but they're too small to be... Yes, I know, yeah. but... You should be able to whole, upscale, yeah. The whole NRL thing was a good example this year. Yeah. Gang of Youths, perfect, perfect. Why didn't they get them for the... AFLW, I feel, has a leg up and also has AFL- a better chance at, at having like a better entertainment just purely because of the ground that it's going to be at. If you're at Icon Park... If you get a good musician and you make sure your sound system's good, it's just going to be better than the but MCG. I feel like- Also, when it comes to booking acts for AFLW, AFLW, their entire league seems to have the fingers on the pulse way more than the AFL does. Fuck the AFL. Like, actually pay attention because the AFLW clearly are to book people like that. Like, Missy Higgins is like, yeah, I guess like a legacy act, but she's still relatively relevant. She just released music. Yeah. Mm. I mean, The Living End also just released music. <laughs> oh, I didn't know about it. <laughs> um, oh, it's so simple, though. But yeah. just go with one singer. Four. For the AFLW. Well, yeah. the game. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. And what do they do? Like, just like a 10, 15 minute thing? Yeah. It was meant, and I think Washington was meant to do something, and she she did the grand final as well, yeah. I think. Washington did something. Mm. 
Yeah, she was fucking huge for a while. I'm surprised she wasn't on that list that we just read out. Unless she was and we just she skipped just over it. just had a child. Fuck. Is that relevant? Probably not. <laughs> Shout out to Megan. I hope everything's going well for you. <laughs> do, they, do you reckon they get too, like intimidated by the, something like the Super Bowl? They have huge expectations for it, but then don't invest anything in it. Yeah. Even the way they stage it, they kind of just shove it in one area of the ground. And you don't really give a shit. No. I can't remember what year it was, but they had one year where they had a bunch of different acts and they had them spaced out in the like they're actually in the crowd. Oh, yeah. In little platforms on the crowd. Well, wasn't Meatloaf on a platform in the crowd as yes. well? Yes. So that probably killed that. <laughs> um, there was also Fucking a year meatloaf. where they were trying to really... I don't know if it was just they were like whoever was involved was like, yeah, real push for live music. But it used to be like every game had a band playing because like Little Red played one year. Oh, oh the, it was like great. one... Yeah, one game... Each round or something. Yeah. There was like a band out as well. Yeah. I mean, there's- That makes sense. Yeah. Bring that back. I like that. Little Red aren't a band anymore. They're yeah, that's sorry, right. Break your little heart. I didn't know about that. That's sad. <laughs> but the NRL just do it so much better. Like, get a local artist that's doing reasonably well. Who the fuck cares if an old man doesn't know who they are? Yeah. AFL. Look at like the laneway lineup or something like that. Be like, who's the biggest Australian artist on there? Let's just book them. That's literally what the NRL did. So literally. Yeah. You think first step? Get Courtney Barnett at the next AFL Grand Oh, Final. that would not go well. <laughs> <laughs> you think first step, go local? Go local. Go local. local. Is there ever a need to go international? No. I think that you can, but it needs to be like bands that are catered for the event. So, But they don't care about the game. Whereas if you get... A local artist, they're more likely to care about the game and be more appreciative of being there and then enjoy it more so then the performance is better. What about that- a band like, and again, a band that I have no real feelings about one way or the other? You're going to say the Foo Fighters? Yes. They'd be fine, but... Because I reckon that would hit the demographic they're trying to hit. The band have been so fucking associated with Australia now. Like, they're huge here. Can mm. we establish, though, what's the purpose of the grand final entertainment? To, to entertain. entertain. But is it to entertain the people at the ground or entertain people at the, sh- like, watching television? Well, that's my television? question. Is it to try and get people who don't weren't going to watch the game to watch the game just for the entertainment? Or is it genuinely to entertain the people there? Because they're doing neither right Yeah. Now. They've got, like, a foot in both. And they're fucking both of them. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what the approach should be for the AFL. They should talk to someone that works in the music in Australia and <laughs> so they can get an idea. It's too intelligent for Gil. <laughs> I'll just be like, checkbook? Yeah, all right. It's open. Meatloaf again? Sounds good. <laughs> uh, that's another thing too. Like, they're pretty disrespectful. Uh, obviously, Meatloaf was shit, but the AFL, like Demetrio came out yeah. that day and the following day and for weeks. Just ragging on Meatloaf. <laughs> I guess Meatloaf was a big fuckhead of the game, <laughs> hey? Like, it's garbage, never been good. I'm surprised they've managed to get other international acts to come. Well, they must be just giving them all the money that the AFLW should be getting. <laughs> Huge amount of money. They just, I, I love it. They parade them out like the day or you know, a couple of days before the grand final. And they've always got like a footy, like with Ed Sheeran, they had the, the Ed Sheeran football instead of the Sheeran Ugh. football. And it's. Or they make them wear the jerseys that have half and half. Oh, I would throw that in the bin. Or That's a trash jersey. Pretty much the Sydney like- Melbourne one though, I'd keep that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and treasure that. It's a shame that you're not gonna see a grand final with those two teams next- for a while. Yeah, no, next year we will. Like next Melbourne's year. gonna win the flag next year. Melbourne might be in the grand final. Melbourne's next year. gonna win the flag next year. Sydney though. Excuse me? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how they go. Do you want to talk about Sydney's young list? Is it too young though? <laughs> 
No. You think it's ready? <laughs> then the ninth oldest, ninth youngest, ninth oldest, ninth oldest. But what about the old boys? Are they going to go again? Are they too old? They will clearly go again. Jared McVay can kick. Can that, is that midfield quick enough to do anything? Look is Buddy going to be fit? Who cares? He <laughs> nearly won the Coleman unfit this year. Who but, else is the forward line without Buddy? Well, Sam Reed. Did you forget that he existed? Did you forget that Naismith wasn't No, but playing? I forgot that he got out on the park ever. <laughs> he he played he played like six games this year. Six games. <laughs> uh, did you forget that uh, Naismith was injured all year, so Sinclair had to play Ruck all year? And wasn't there a lot forward? of injuries, Dusha? <laughs> I'm worried about the team and if they're breaking down. But also, did you see who else we brought in? No, nah, who'd you bring in? Some outside run, Ryan Clark. Very excited about that. Mm, struggled to get a game where he was though, didn't he? Also, no, he this didn't. Is a, he played every game this year. The spotlight is on here. <laughs> <laughs> Heating up. <laughs> he played every game this year. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Shows what I know. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, do you also forget team, that hard. Tom McCartan is yeah. going to be the best? <laughs> Second year player, though? Yep. Third. Second? He played. He's the, was the youngest player in the league this year and held down a centre-half forward role for most of the year. What if he has the second year blues, though? He won't. Sydney Sam, doesn't let that happen. Sam, oh. It's not Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back on board. Yeah. <laughs> Top four. Do you, also, do you also forget that Ben Ronk in his third game kicked seven goals and laid ten tackles? No one's ever done that in the history of the game before. i got a question. Does it annoy you that Ben Ronk was not more strongly considered for a rising star? No, because he's 20. No, but he was nominated. He was eligible to win. He was nominated. Yeah, but he, he had a good game and then was just consistent. But, like, how many goals did he kick last year? 20-something. Not he, even. He wasn't really in the conversation, though. He had a no, great year. No, he had one Really good game. I, I would have preferred Ollie Florent win it. Do you think his age counted against him in people's minds? Yeah, and he was a rookie, so they usually don't consider rookies. Because I think it impacted Witherden's chances too. I think he still finished second. Witherden tried to be a little bit fancy towards the end of the season and fucked himself. He was injured in the back end of the season. Yeah, so he tried to be a bit cute and then turn the ball over. He turns the ball over every week. That's no, like he's the, a good the, kick. The he's a game. good he's kick. He's a good kick, but, but he's the he dumb thinks kick. he's better. Yeah, he tries. I get what you mean. He tries too hard to he, pull off the fucking yeah. the miracle kick. He'll and be fucks great it. one day. He's already look. I don't want this to turn into how good's Brisbane, but I'm no, going to no, have to put I, my foot down I'm on Alex very, Witherden. I'm his very stats, supportive of Brisbane. His stats are equal to fucking Shannon Hearn, who was an All Australian. I in that am position. Shannon Hearn number one fan. <laughs> Witherden had statistically an identical season to Shannon Hearn. But he doesn't have the presence on the field yet that Shannon Hearn does. Nor should he, though. He's a second-year player as no. opposed to a premiership captain. Yeah, Shannon Hearn's great. He should have been the vice-captain of the All-Australian team. Witherden should have won the, uh, the rising no. star. Jaden Stevenson Statistically, was no player great. has ever been better than Who him. Cares? Like, statistics are half of the conversation. They are half of it, but he had a great year. Also, when you're kicking flashy goals, you're always going to be considered higher over a defender. This is why Backman never get the plaudits. It's the disgrace <laughs> to the game. Unless you're Alex Rance and then it's all bullshit. Fucking Rance. He's not... A... I hate him. So, right. do I, so do I. He finished very low in the championship data. Do people put much stock in champion data? No. Everyone just looks at it, gets angry, and then moves on with their because lives. It's like Brisbane... the, player rating, or the player rating team of the week every week. <laughs> Brisbane... Going by champion data, Brisbane have the third best ranked defense. Got Harris leaky, Andrews is half defense. of that, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, like before he got injured last year, Harris Andrews was the number one ranked player in the NFL. Yeah, champion but data. Sydney's that, that contributes. To Sydney's defense third, doesn't get considered high on champion data, but 
they're always... Is that because you've got six just very solid players? Yeah, so it doesn't add up to like yeah, the greatest thing that's ever. That's the flaw in the system, I think. So Brisbane are third, but it's literally because you'll have... Harris Andrews would be elite. Daniel Rich is apparently elite for his position. Oh, he's um, nice. Witherden, Don't you hate Daniel Rich? Witherden... He's a bit soft. Going on champion data would be above average. You've got Hodge above average. You've got Gardner above average. So that Gardner individually, punched Will Hayward in the face last year, so he's dead to me. I fucking love Gardner. <laughs> No, I really Imagine do. the roles were reversed. <laughs> I'm actually I'm gonna get Gar- I'm gonna get Darcy Gardner's number on my back. Fuck. He is punched Will Hayward in the face. I tell you what. Unnecessarily he, extremely when underrated. we were beating you, punched him in the face. Mm, what Act of passion. Say? What did uh, what did uh... <laughs> Wasn't he the one who got kneed in the head by Charlie Cameron in that mark? Probably. <laughs> Words were probably said. Look, Darcy Gardner needs to control his emotions. <laughs> yes. Well, he's not going see why to I with, love him. <laughs> with Mitch Robinson around. <laughs> he's got all the wrong models. Blue College is the other one. All right, how do we fix the grand final? Better sound. Okay, so first of all, book bands that want to be there or at least know what the AFL grand final is, local acts are a good way to Younger support Younger artists because there are a lot of young people that are interested in football, believe it or not. It's not all 45-year-olds. So we don't care about popularity per se. We just care about... The Good band musicians. needs to be a certain level of popular, like just because, like, if you've got a band that's playing to like a thousand people and then yeah. you put them on a the stage in front of eighty thousand people, that could spell disaster yeah. so as it's well. So it's not just how much you love footy, because we could just start a Haggard's footy band and then naturally we would play the grand final. <laughs> got to be good. You win for our band, Gemma. I'd manage it. <laughs> manage us all the way to the grand, the grand final. final. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, so Australian is probably better. Yeah, they need to really think about whether or not they want to have like a proper pregame show or not. Because honestly, the after, like, because the killers set after the Richmond Grand Final, super memorable. And the sound sounded a lot better because we didn't go to the pregame, uh, the postgame thing. But even like the postgame thing for Barnsley seemed a lot better than. But it, do you think that's what the change has been recently is that they want to put that show on afterwards so they get all these big artists for that show more than the grand final one? Yeah, I, I think so. And I think too, if you go post-game, you don't have the 100,000 people all chatting to each other in that Yeah, hour. You've just got... And they open the ground up so that people can come onto the ground. But to guess what? That's no Australia longer... has a lot of fucking good artists and mm. you're ignoring them all. When was the last time they played Holy Grail? 
It's probably <laughs> too long ago. It's probably, it's probably last year. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Seymour on the phone. Do you think they'd be better getting, say, four local bands and positioning them in four sections of the ground? So if you're at the ground, bad for the terrific for the sound. Also, like. Before the game, you don't want to watch an artist, do you? You want to get excited for the game, and you're just prolonging people's torture. But if the artist is good, if that's the attitude, though, then they should just scrap it. I do actually agree with that, and I am a music person. You want to scrap it? I just think it's you, the money could be better spent elsewhere. People are already yeah. excited about a grand final, and whoever's playing at it is not going to make you more excited about a grand final. That's yeah. true. And if that's what's getting you excited about it, then you don't really care about football. What about a post-game concert? Post-game, still? yes. Yeah. Because then you like you just ride the hype into seeing a band. Yeah, and people are excited, and you're not distracting them from the thing that they're was excited the about. They're ce- either celebrating or wallowing in what just happened. Exactly. It's a better idea. Do you have to fill it with something else though? Then, if you're not having music no, when, acts when in the pregame, people are excited. Do you need, they're like, all just drinking, aren't they? Grand final sprint. That's at halftime. Do you need to bring that up? Do you need stuff to fill that void, or do you just think no? Nah, well, you Listen. went you went to the grand final this year. Were you bored before the game? No, nah, but we were drinking. Mm. But this is what I mean. Ninety nine percent of the people are either too nervous to care about anything, or they're just drinking. There's a lot happening outside of the ground <laughs> as well. Oh, I would have never known that. Yeah, there's like a lot. Yeah, lots of like little competitions to win game, like wins tickets, tickets, but also like um, the Tower of Torp. <laughs> yeah, have Oz kickers out there before the game. That's a pretty good. Fuck. As opposed to halftime with both. No, both. Why not? Well, do, are they still out there when the sprint's on? I think they section. I can't remember. To be honest, we went to the bar at that point, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Do they do the sprint final at halftime? Yeah. I thought they did it all before the game. Yeah. Nah, the heats are before the game. and then the They must have like a section roped off or something. Because they definitely have the Auskick kids at halftime. Just put more Auskickers on there. Yeah. And play music over the speakers, but not too loudly that people can't talk to each other. I'm an old person, though, so I like mm. being able to hear the person next to me because I'm deaf. Yeah. <laughs> Conversation's overrated. <laughs> well, I'm I just for talk- scrapping the entertainment. I like this no, post-game party thing. Yeah, post-game is good. You get Post-game like, party. And you then get spend- like PGP. Six local acts. Turn it into a mini festival. And then spend the other money on the AFLW. Look, hopefully the next person, like, because Dimitri fucking sucked. Gil sucks. I feel like Gil has- Gil been- started strong and then- Tanked. In my mind, Gil's an improvement on Demetrius. Yeah, but, that- but he is. Gil had a very bad year. His his start was pretty bad because that was when all the Essendon stuff was happening, and he kind yeah. of just got had all of that thrown oh, on him. Demetrius was like, "Here you go, see ya." He did okay, and then when all yeah. the AFLW stuff started happening, and then he got what's his fucking name in Hocking. Yeah, that like was Hocking? when it all. Well, who changes the rules to a game after one bad game? Steve Hocking does. Mm. They freaked out. Yeah, and then it made it look worse for the women and then all the assholes on social media who had a problem with it, even though they weren't watching the games, mm. had fuel to what they were saying because, oh, the AFL doesn't like it either, so we're allowed to hate it too. What was the rule change? Oh, it was a memo. It wasn't technically oh, it was a, a rule memo. change. Yeah, that you're not allowed to play defensive football. That's garbage. Because that Carlton Collingwood happened. was the opener and they both were average teams at the time. Yeah, and they both played super defensively. Yeah. And it was low scoring. Yeah. Yeah. And then they sent out a competition-wide memo. After one game. Don't do that. And I think some of the coaches were like, get fucked. There should have been almost a protest where everyone played defensively. Even some of the men's coaches were like, nah, like- But now they can't- coach to win. Yeah. If that's defensive, it's defensive. Like, but now they've up. brought in the 666 rule. 
I, I don't to try yeah. and combat that. I do like that in the women's they've changed. I've commented the conversation now, but I do like how in the women's they've changed the um, last touch out to not include the inside 50, so that's way better. That's good. Some of the changes are good. Some of them are just like dog shit. Reaching. 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 They're reaching. They're yeah. absolutely reaching. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, we've changed that. That'll fix this. Like, Phew. will it? Like, they're just, they're just cl- making umpiring harder and yeah. harder and harder. It's giving more fuel to the fuckhead fire. Easy to yell when you have no idea what's going on now. <laughs> what's your ideal length of a, the AFLW season? Full season? Full Good answer. S- well, full <laughs> season when all the teams are involved yeah. and then it's easy to do a full season. Full as in 22? Yeah. I understand that it needs to be shorter for the time period, but I don't understand why they can't all play each other once. And the conference system is <laughs> like an excuse for them not to play each other once, yeah. but like say, oh, well, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Like- uh- Give them at least that. And the start of the men's season, why does it matter if it's overlapping? Okay. I was going to ask about that. I was like, do you, yeah. Like, I don't fucking care if it's overlapping. Like, I'll go to as many games in a weekend as I possibly can. It overlapped last year anyway. Only two weeks. And now it's. I think it was round one was the grand final. Oh, it's Brisbane two weeks. It's two, two weeks, weeks next now, week. Yeah. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. So the grand final will be in round two of the yeah. men's season. Yeah. But is, that, like, is that part of their excuse? They were like, oh, we don't, we can't have it overlapping. They but, keep but saying. It already does. So. They keep saying. That it's they need clear air for the AFLW season because they're saying that the AFLW won't get any ratings if it's on the same time as the men's. It's like, you don't know that. Give us the chance. Yeah. yeah. I just don't see the difference of it. The season ending in round two, why can't it end in round five? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, what's the fucking difference? And, like, you'll find that a lot of AFLW fans actually don't follow the AFL. Yeah, that's. I think they underestimate that that they brought in so many new fans who don't care about their other products. Yeah, and they just assume naturally that they would. And because there's so few ways of gauging it, because you don't pay for tickets to get into grounds, there's limited merch available, like all that stuff. It's hard to gauge and prove that you're only interested in the women's game. Yeah, and it's very frustrating because they're taking away options for you to prove that instead of providing them when. And then there's the whole conversation about the women don't deserve to be paid more. And I got into an argument with an asshole on Twitter about this. But, like, how do you know that they don't deserve to be paid more? How do you know how much the game's bringing in? Also, how much is Gold Coast making? (laughs) Why are they allowed to be paid what they're being paid and the women aren't allowed to be paid 13 grand? Yeah. One thing that I never understood with uh, (laughs) a lot of, like, the criticisms towards the AFLW is that people for years have been yelling about how they want AFL to go back to the old days where it used to be rougher and scrappier. That's literally what the AFLW playstyle is at the moment. Mm. Like it's very reminiscent of like games like that. Yeah. The only difference is that these are lower scoring rather than like fucking twenty five goal. But do you want to know what the fun a fun fact is? The first it was in the first round. It wasn't the first game of the AFL or the VFL at the time. Yeah. But it was in the first round. There were two games that scored exactly the same as two of the first round games in the AFLW ever. Yeah. So it was almost it was identical. Yeah. People just refused to accept that that's the case. Also, why does more scoring mean better game? It doesn't. It doesn't. No. Like a lot of the time, like a lot of the time, it's really high scoring. It's just like boring. Sydney play a fucking great style. They don't score that much. They're good to watch. Yeah. There are high-scoring teams that are great to watch. Melbourne. Yeah. Essendon. <laughs> Melbourne. Brisbane will be like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that fast, beautiful football. But, yeah, no, like there, every year you'll get a game where it's like 50 plays 51 and it's an awesome game. Yeah. yeah. 
What was that game this year that was like fucking insane? It was in Tasmania, I think. Oh, um. Oh, the the Hawthorne GWS was that this year? I think that was the one. Wasn't it Hawthorne was- Brisbane also like that? Ah, uh, no, we. We beat them pretty comprehensively. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, it is. My mistake. Your average average winning margin against them was like 59 points or something, wasn't it? Do you remember that period where Brisbane were like, they'd won four games, but the average winning margin was about 11 goals? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was like being back in 2001 again. (laughs) But I get a sense with AFLW that the AFL, it could... It could be anything. It could just take off. But the AFL have reached this point where like, no, 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 we want to just control this a bit. It's almost like- the detriment of the game, I think. Yeah. They should probably, honestly... Let it off the leash. Yeah, like, give AFLW... Because clearly Gil doesn't know what to do with it or doesn't care. Yeah. Give it doesn't to someone who care. does. But I I get the feeling that the person that they've put in charge of the AFLW was put there not because they care about football or women's sport or anything, but because they can be controlled by the AFL to do what they want. Yeah. 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 And I have many feelings about her in that position because there yeah. are so many women that care so much about the game and women's football and that would passionately defend it to mm. the nth degree, but they didn't want someone like that that they'd have to deal with. So they got someone that was a bit apathetic about it. Yeah. Yep. And that's frustrating because I know a few AFLW players and they even feel that from yeah. that perspective that they're not being defended or uh, stood up for. And it's just like they're putting so much into it. Like some of them moving states, yeah. they're barely being paid. Like they've got barely anything. They get injured and they miss a whole season. Yeah. Like give them something. Give them like ticket games, even if it's five bucks. Like do something so that people can show their support. Yeah. And people like fans are crying out for a way to show their support and it's they're not being given the option. Like yeah. I have a Melbourne membership, but other than that, what can you do? Yeah. Other than go enough. to games. Hopefully if the... And this, I mean, this is kind of a worst case scenario, but it's also a worst case scenario that's light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully what happens with the women's AFL, or AFLW, if it stays in the same state that it is now, is once you get some of the like huge players like starting to retire and looking at like media roles, you might end up getting people that have played in the AFLW. Well, you should. You should get players that and like played in the AFLW, spent like their career there basically, branching out into like behind the scenes roles, which means that people like, apathetic people that are just like yeah sweet whatevs yeah get kind of pushed get, out you'll eventually get nicole livingston out and daisy pierce in yeah stuff like, like that, that. Yeah. yeah hopefully it's just frustrating like <sighs> but i get what you mean because there are women already who are extremely passionate about sam moisten more so than livingston. debbie lee yeah rana like, hussein susan alberti like there are so many that are really vocal advocates for the game yeah that have roles at clubs instead, and there's not a lot they can do at a club for the AFLW as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, if a game, the game being free versus a game being 5 or $10, that really won't make that much difference for, like, attendance-wise. Especially, like, grand finals where people want to make sure they can secure a seat. Like, as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, that's a bit of a farce, I reckon, when they do that. Because I remember when um, Brisbane played the Bulldogs. Yeah, and people were lining up for hours. Because Brisbane were playing St Kilda. In the men's game as well. Uh, so people coming yeah. from interstate and saying, are we guaranteed a seat at this grand final? Why can't you just have like a mm. a system in place? Because th- did they not even have like you could book a ticket? No. Even if it was free. The only one the only one was the Optus Stadium game, Frio Collingwood. Yeah. And that's like another thing that. That was a huge crowd. <laughs> it was 30,000 30, or something and it yeah. was the biggest crowd for a 
women's sports match in Australia in history. Yeah, fuck. And the other thing was there were two pretty crap teams leading into that game. It was like round two or round three. It was pretty yeah. early in the season. Yeah. And neither kind of found their groove. They both played a lot better in the second half of the season than the first. And it was really noticeable them playing in a stadium that had protection from the elements and all of that because the the um, the skills were so much cleaner and the game was that was such a good game for two of the worst teams in the comp. Yeah, because they were protected by the elements. They had the normal sized ground where they could spread and it wasn't so congested. Like it answered all the questions that everyone had been asking about the AFLW. And then they go back to putting Melbourne at Casey Fields, where it's the windiest place on the fucking earth. Yeah, and then wondering why the skills aren't good. <laughs> like it's like they're they're battling against all of this stuff that's out of their control constantly, and then being told that they're shit when they're not shit. They're just not given the same chance that a lot of the men are and yes yeah. i know vfl plays at local grounds and all of that but those guys have been playing footy in talent pathways since they were four years old yeah. the women have cross-coded into things and what they're doing is actually phenomenal when you think about it yeah and it's really frustrating that there's no one vocally defending them on a kind of a commercial level you've got the outer sanctum who are amazing you've got people like that but there's no one on a commercial level defending the AFLW other than maybe Narrowly Meadows on Fox. Yeah. But there are a lot of well-known football reporters who trash it online on their Twitter feeds. Like there's no one defending it on that level that they should be. And then yeah. we get more and more frustrated because what are they meant to do? Like there's no way they can turn. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's my rant. No, that's yeah. fair enough. And fair – like – Fair enough. Like, it's very frustrating, especially as, like, fans of AFLW. Like, because it's, like, everyone's everyone wants the same thing, but the AFL are just like, mm, no. Yeah. And then they put the money in AFLX instead. Yeah. Fuck them. That's a disgrace. It is a fucking disgrace. Yeah. What are they paying those four captains? I don't know. But they said Buddy was doing it. And we're like, no, there's no way Buddy would do that. I think and they're getting 50 grand then each he had groin for one surgery. night. Yeah. That's and they pick their teams. Fucked. AFL need to just give up on that. Yeah. But this is them trying to Americanize again. Sickens me. Fucking sickens me. But also, Fuck them. Like, the AFLW just means more football. Like It's the same. Yeah. Oh. It's the same goal they're trying to get. It's like, yeah, they're trying to set it up with the AFLX and things like that. Like, oh, more football. But like the AFLW was right there, like wanting. Gil, I want more actual football. And the AFLW oh. is the way to get that. Gil. Yeah. Oh. Apart from that, though. I'm very excited about the AFLW season starting <laughs> on February 2nd. Also, the fact that they're back at Vic Park. I'm so excited that Melbourne play Collingwood at Vic Park. I'm extremely Who's excited. your tip for the flag? Brisbane? Oh, it's so hard next year. I've On my podcast, I had like a whole episode talking about this. But mm. like because there's been so much player movement in this offseason with the two new clubs and so many injuries and in- inactive players, it's so hard to predict anything in yeah. next season. It's like going into it fresh again. And, like, the way North and Geelong have chosen two completely different ways to construct their teams. The Gold Coast v GWS styles. Yeah. And, like, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. The right way and the dog way if you're North Melbourne. Collingwood got decimated and then Chloe Molloy going out. It's like, oh, well, you guys are fucked. But they got some really good draftees in. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think Adelaide are fucked. I actually think Collingwood will be better than last year. Uh, losing, like, losing Mo. Like, all right, whatever. She she wasn't amazing for them, but she wasn't bad. I think she's going to have a huge year for North. Jazzy Garner. <laughs> that was whispered, just in case you couldn't hear it. <laughs> <her. laughs> 
Jazzy Garner is a big loss. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I I love her so much. She's like the Mitch Hannon of uh, the women's game for me, except now she's at North, I have to hate her. Yeah, and then I, um, King, Emma King, she's she's the biggest loss of the three of them for me. Yeah. She's the best ruck in the league. She created a lot of their plays. Mm. Her being lost will hurt them more than the others. Yeah. Well, it's nice to know that in both the AFL and the AFLW that Collingwood, no good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So usually we do emails here, but uh, the inbox at the moment has like four or five emails. But again, and we haven't addressed this for a little bit, so I'm happy to bring it up again. That fuckhead Tom isn't here and (laughs) almost all of them are like, Dear Tom, fuck you. Which is good. Something I openly support. But I think it'll be better if I read it to his face next week. So if you're looking to email the show uh, and next week, look, if you've got any anti-Tom emails, I openly support that. Or any emails about anything in general, email us at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty. Uh, I'm at douche13. I'm at sidekick of Dowie. And Gemma, where can people find you? Uh, I've got three Twitter accounts if you want to follow one or all. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> that rules. Give us all three. I have a footy podcast called Play On, so that's Play On Footy Pod. I have a music podcast, which is more more active because I do music things. Yep. Uh, it's called Australian Jams, and then mine is just GL Bastiani. Perfect. Uh, I'll link those in the show notes Yay. to make things easier. And thank you so much for coming on. You've been great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me rant about women's football. Yeah, we need to get you back on when the AFLW season starts again because that's going to be good. We need to get down to as many AFLW games as we can. They're at Vic Park now. Yeah, That'll roll. I think Brisbane have got two in Melbourne. That's almost more than the AFL season, guys. <laughs> yeah, half the season probably, but yeah. <laughs> that rules. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.